This podcast is brought to you by MetPro, a world-renowned concierge nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle coaching company. Using metabolic profiling, MedPro's team of experts analyze your metabolism and provide an individualized approach to obtaining your goals. From athletes who are looking to increase their performance to people who want to put an end to cookie-cutter diets, MedPro analyzes an individual's metabolism and provides them with a personalized approach to obtaining their health goals. Remember, as a Coaching You listener, you can receive a complimentary metabolic profiling assessment and a 30-minute consultation with a MetPro expert. To claim this offer, head over to metpro.co slash coaching you. Again, that's metpro.co slash coaching you to receive a free assessment and consultation with a MetPro expert. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Coaching You Podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir. And boy, oh boy, one of the best interviews I ever did was with someone that asked me a few years ago to talk about the Pistons and the Dream Team. And my friend John Gordon said, you got to talk to this guy, Ken Coleman. He's with Entree Leadership Podcast. I said, never heard of him. Never heard of him. He said, I'm telling you, he's world class. So we did our podcast, and it's the best anyone has ever interviewed me. Today, he is our guest, Ken Coleman. My friend, wow, have you become a superstar. Congrats. <laughs> well, thanks, Coach. I got to tell you, that's, uh, that's high praise coming from somebody like you who's actually led and coached and instructed superstars. But uh, I, I'll never forget that first conversation. <sighs> More importantly, I love that we stay in touch from time to time. Yep. Uh, it's the greatest game ever invented, and you know about you know more about basketball uh, than anybody I know. So this is a real treat. Well, your podcasts at Untrade Leadership, which are the best, uh, I love your intro when you say podcasts of leaders, by leaders, and for leaders. I'm yep. the podcast of coaches, by coaches, for coaches, but we're, right. for, we're for everyone. And so uh, a few weeks back when we talk about your book, I'm so excited about it. And, you know, you came about the proximity principle. And I'll be honest with you. I'm from Jersey. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I'm a basketball coach for 45 years. I didn't know what the hell it meant. But, <laughs> but, but man, you struck a nerve with me. That's what I've been doing for 45 years. And tell our coaches out there, our, our fans that love basketball, love coaching, how did you come upon it, and what is it? Yeah, I love that. Well, certainly coaches who have moved up the ladder and been in the game for a long time, they model this principle. And the principle is very simple. It says in order to do what you want to do, you've got to be around people that are doing it and in places where it is happening. So the idea here is it's a very simple formula for success, and it is the right people plus the right places equals opportunity. That's what we all long for, the opportunity to show that we have what it takes, the opportunity to give our all, the opportunity to do the work, and in this situation, coaching, uh, to, to coach, to coach full-time. And, and, and the idea here is that it's not as difficult and complex to live the dream, but it will take time, a lot of hard work, there's a lot of rejection there, 
and a lot of waiting while persevering. And so the formula just came to me. I was doing a podcast interview much like this uh, about a year and a half ago. And uh, one of the questions was, how would, how would you, what would be one thing that you did to, to make it to the level you have in broadcasting on a national level, having started at 33? Because I don't have a degree in broadcast, I don't have a degree at all, and I, and I did start at 33, but I was really intentional and pretty good at getting around the right people and in the right places where people who were broadcasting, people who were producing uh, successful shows, and then I got in a broadcasting school and learned the fundamentals and the basics and met some key people, and that led to this, and led to that. and then I wasn't afraid to do the humble jobs, the, the, the know-nothing jobs that nobody was paying attention to. Brendan, my first live broadcast was play-by-play, uh, -play, high school football, on the internet. Two people were listening, the kid next to me and my wife at home because she's a good woman. you know. But that's how you get started. And I think of the coaching industry. There's story after story after story. One of my favorites is a guy you probably know well because you know everybody, but Eric Spolstra, who right now is the second longest tenured coach in the NBA behind Pop. And this is a guy, we all know his story. He gets in with Pat Riley, one of the great coaches of all time, and he's in the film room downstairs in the basement. Doesn't even see the light of day. And he just got in proximity. He got in, took the lowest level job. He took it with passion. He did a great job with it and got better, but more importantly, got the opportunity to meet key people. And now here he is in a really long run in one of the toughest coaching jobs in the world, an NBA coaching job. So. That's what the proximity principle is, and it works for coaches, for leaders, for people who want to do work that matters. It works every time if you have the diligence to show up around the right people and in the right places and pay your dues, keep looking for more of the right people, keep asking them, what are the places you think I need to be in? And when you consistently show up, then opportunity comes your way. You'll never be a person that goes, well, I just can't catch a break. I can't catch an opportunity. Because if you're around the right people in the right places, opportunity will show up at your doorstep and knock on your door. You won't be wandering aimlessly looking for that dream role. You talk about patience. That's a key to, yep. to, to making a proximity principle work. Explain that. Yeah, so everybody gets the idea of getting up every day and getting after it and hustling and chopping wood and, and this idea of just this get after it with a lot of activity. What it, What is so hard for many people, certainly young people or young coaches, is to understand that just as important as that getting up every day and persevering and staying with it is actually waiting, being patient. So they're not opposing forces. There, There is tension there. Because it's very hard for all of us to wait, certainly while we're hustling and getting after it. Because you, you get after it, you hustle, you're doing all these camps, you're, you're recruiting, you're out scouting, you're doing whatever it takes. You're going, hey, I'm doing a great job. How come an opportunity's not coming my way? And the reality is none of us can control the timing of opportunity. And so there is a tension between persevering, being persistent, and the patience. However, all of us will go, yeah, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Few of us ask the question, are you willing to wait as long as it takes? And so that's why patience while persevering, while persisting is so wildly important because you know this, uh, Brendan, that so many people, they'll quit right before that opportunity presents itself. It was right around the corner and they just didn't wait long enough. 
Let's hear from one of our latest sponsors, Max One. As you know by now, Max One is the all-in-one coaching app that allows your team to train, communicate, and stay organized all in one easy-to-use spot. With all these useful features for one low price, I can't emphasize enough the value Max One can bring to your program, especially as the summer months heat up and you continue to plan your off-season. I know how hard it is to keep your athletes engaged once summer hits and your team starts to head in different directions. I'm confident Max One can solve these problems for you and keep your program connected to help ensure you run the most effective off-season as possible. Max One allows you to create individualized workouts for each player on your team with videos attached and deliver them right into your athlete's phone, eliminating spreadsheets and paper handouts. And you can then combine these workouts into an entire off-season program tailor-made to fill the weeks leading up to your season so that your athletes stay in the gym all summer long. You can even track your athletes' progress on the Max One leaderboards to see the work your team is putting in, keeping everyone on the team accountable while encouraging a culture of competition. I also love how the calendar feature allows you to keep everyone in your program on the same page. Workouts, schedules, open gym, or tournament games can all be organized via color-coded schedules, ensuring your athletes are in the loop with details on whatever events you have planned this summer. To learn more about how Max One can help you run your program this offseason, head to their website at gomaxone.com. That's go, M-A-X, one O-N-E dot com. And schedule a free 15-minute demo with a Max One program specialist. As always, mention that Coach Brendan Sir sent you and receive a special discount if you decide to purchase. Again, visit www.gomaxone.com right now to schedule a free demo. You won't be disappointed. Now, you have some three terrific young kids. Uh, I've had the pleasure of meeting them all. And the hardest thing for young people, and I don't mean you're, you know, Ty, Jason, Josie, I don't mean those young, but young people getting out in business, you know, whether to college, age, whatever, you know, that age, the 18, the Gen X is, you know, and, you know, and now the Gen Zs, I'm sorry, that those young people, the under 19s is they want everything instantly. They want to immediately, they want, they want your job on radio, you know, that you've tr- busted your ass your whole life to get, okay. Um, how do you, how do you go about, uh, getting someone to say, okay, instant gratification is not the key to things. And I love the word intentional. You Mm -hmm. talked about the young coach that wants to go to the final four in, you know, back in Minneapolis uh, this past, uh, March and early April about wanting to become a coach and explain how I heard you talk about what a coach that goes to any of those conventions, how, how should he approach it, you know, in, yeah. in going and getting a job there? Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, what, what young people need to understand, and this is great, by the way, for your audience who are coaching these unbelievably talented athletes, and they've been superstars, they've been told that they're amazing, and then they make it to the next level, and they, they want the ball. They want 20 shots a game or whatever it is. And so this is a temptation for all young people, and quite frankly, anybody who has an ambition to do something that matters and so the temptation is to obsess about the next and if you do that you miss what you need in the now and ultimately sacrifice the next so it's great to have an eye on the next but you've got to fully present in the now and there's three things i would tell all young people uh and i told this young coach 
that, you know, when you, when you, well, I'll talk about how to approach people in a second, but the thing, when you get that role, when you get that first opportunity to get in, there's three things you've got to do that will ensure that you win in the now, thus giving yourself the opportunity for the next. And the first thing is you've got to know your role. Be really clear. What does a win look like? You'd be surprised at how many people will take a role and it's just a job and they're so focused on the next thing that they don't sit down with their leader and make sure that we're on the same page. What does a win look like? If I do this, you mean I get playing time, if we use the coach analogy. And, and we need to know. You need to know what your head coach is saying. Hey, look, I need you to do this, this, and this. That's all I need to do. And that's a win and that gets you playing time or that gets you the role. So that's clarity. The second thing is we've got to accept that role. Now, this is an attitude issue, and this separates the winners from the losers in life. This one distinction. I'm going to have an attitude of gratitude that says, this is my opportunity. Coach needs me to guard their best shooter and put all, put all my energy into that, get 10 rebounds, and that's it. He doesn't need me to shoot. He doesn't need me to do anything. That's what he needs me to do. And in the workplace, it's like, okay, I know what the role is, and so I'm grateful for that. I'm on the team. I get playing time. I have a job that's paying the bills. I'm going to be grateful. Now, the third issue is maximize your role. This is an effort issue. So we talk about clarity. We talked about attitude. Now it's effort. Maximizing your role is how you get the next. So you go above and beyond. Coach only needs me to do this, or the leader only needs me to do this. It's very clear that they're very satisfied, very happy if I do these things. But I'm going to do those things, and then I'm going to go above and beyond. After I do those things to a 10 level, an excellent level, I'm going to look for opportunities to help my teammate. I'm going to get in early. I'm going to help the leader. I'm going to say, hey, coach, I've noticed that you need this done. I'm going to help do this. I'm going to go above and beyond what is already clearly set as a win. I'm going to go way past that. And when you do those things, you know your role, accept your role, maximize your role. Let me tell you something. You will never, ever have to worry about being promoted. By the way, that goes for coaches as well. You know, you're the third or fourth coach there, or you're not even a coach. You're director of basketball operations. Well, again, you're looking to know your role, accept your role, maximize your role. That's when you get an opportunity to move up. People are going to be talking about you. When you go to these final four conventions, you know, your name, your personal brand is going to be unbelievable. And so then what I said to that young man who wanted to get in the industry is I said, show up, show up at that final four. I've had the privilege to be at five or six of them. Mm -hmm. And it's the, the industry convention for coaches and you need to be there and hanging outside the room. You walk up to these guys and you have uh, a three pronged approach. Number one, you're humble. Uh, number two, you're grateful if they stop and actually look at you and have a conversation. And then uh, you you absolutely are prepared in this moment. So you're humble, you're grateful, and you're prepared for that little moment. Ask them one quick quick question, two questions, whatever it is, and, and tell them uh, how much you appreciate them. And, uh, and and you're just beyond grateful and humble and hungry. You know, so here's what I need to know from you. I want to learn. What would you tell me to do? You make that count. And those people are going to look at you and they're going to be impressed. And that is how you have a chance, a chance, not a guarantee, of building a relationship and getting around people that are in the industry and saying, hey, look, remember me. Here's my card. I'll come do anything. I'll wash uniforms. I'll wash jock straps. I'll shine the guy's shoes. I'll do all the buckets of water. I'll help the equipment manager. I'll do anything and everything. I'll be your personal assistant. Uh, in fact, I, you know, I'm willing to go get another job uh, and, and then just and just help out the basketball team uh, for one season. 
you have to be willing to say things and more importantly, do things like that. If you're trying to break into a highly competitive industry like coaching uh, on the division one level and, and that's the kind of attitude and get after it that's going to make people remember your name or in that moment go, you know what, I'm willing to give you a shot. Fast Model Sports is the world's most comprehensive, versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and iPad to providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. It doesn't stop there. Along with FastPro, they have other great programs such as Fast Scout, which helps coaches create clean, professional scouting reports customized for your team. FastModel is trusted and used by all NBA and WNBA teams, 85% of Division I college teams, and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills on their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. So you, when years ago when you were kind of starting and you got to work with John Maxwell, one of my heroes in Atlanta. How did you then go, what what did you first start out? And this is where I really want to impress upon our listeners. When you first started with, I call him Coach Maxwell, what did did you start out doing for him? Yeah, so I, uh, I was helping him create a future. And my entire goal and what they had set out for me was to create and find uh, create a plan and then plug people into the plan to replace him over time. The idea being that he would have a legacy and then he would have other speakers and authors who would write and speak on largely the same content, but through their voice, through their lens. And so I was essentially a Jerry Maguire type trying to find authors and speakers who would fit that mold, who'd be willing to come in and I would play that role of their manager and guide them and get publishing deals and, and grow their products and things of that nature. And so that's what I did. It was a part of a long-term solution. And uh, it's funny, I look back on it now, that's essentially the role that I'm in for Ramsey as a part of his succession plan and one of his Ramsey personalities, as he puts it. Uh, but it was a training ground, and, and that was the role. And, and I took it because I just wanted to be in that organization and I wanted to build my resume uh, so that I had, you know, some chops out there as it related to content. One of the best ways to create your own content is to get around people who are creating world-class content that you consume. So what do you consume that fires you up, that moves you in your heart and soul? Then start getting around people that are doing that. Consume everything. You don't have to meet them or work for them like I did, but you can listen to their podcast. You can watch them on YouTube. You can read their books. You can take part in their seminars or webinars. That's the idea. And so I wanted to be around a world-class communicator, so I was willing to do whatever it took, and that was the role. So what? how did you get then to Dave Ramsey's company? 
Yeah, so in that time and season when I was in Atlanta, I realized that uh, broadcasting, not that it was going to be more of a broadcasting focus, and that I wanted to help people through radio and television. And so begin to uh, do some of that and explore it and use the proximity principle uh, to learn, do, and connect. And it was in that season that I launched the Catalyst podcast, which at the time was one of the top leadership podcasts in that faith, inspiration, leadership space. And as a result, I got to interview Dave Ramsey. He came to speak at one of our conferences. We had 12,000 leaders in the room, and uh, we had a mutual friend. And so he knew who I was and knew about me, but... When I interviewed him for the first time, you know this, when I interviewed you, we didn't know each other well at all, but there's a connection that happens when you do a deep dive interview. Sure. And so certainly impressed him, and I think he enjoyed the interview. And unbeknownst to me, he just kind of paid attention to what I was doing. Over a five, six-year period after that initial interview, I interviewed him three or four more times, got to know him. He asked me to host one of his conferences on a contract basis. And, uh, and it was in that moment when I was up here, uh, preparing to host that event that he walked in a room that I was in and said, Hey, we've been thinking about you and talking about you. And I'd love for you to come join me in a kind of a three, uh, three pronged role taking over entree leadership, which was one of the top leadership podcasts in the country at the time. He said, we'll give that to you, let you grow it, be the face of it. Uh, he said, we'll let you take over the video channel, uh, the TV version of the Dave Ramsey show and, and then uh, host all of our live events. Don't mind if you do some speaking, um, but right now it's not a personality role. We know you've got content. We know you've got a heart for people, but right now we need you in this role. And if you're willing to come in in this role, uh, we're open to that discussion developing if it's a great fit. And I just instantly took it. I knew <laughs> that this was the next step. I knew it was the right rocket ship. And I didn't care, Brendan, what seat I was on. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's sure. like somebody offering you to, you know, hey, are you willing to be a player development guy on a top 10 Division One program? You're not going to be on the bench, but you're on the team, you're in the office. Well, you'd be an idiot not to take that role if that's a step up for you. Sure. It may not be the ultimate play, and it may not be your dream role, but it gets you in proximity. And so you and I talked about this at the time. It was just a rocket ship opportunity. You get a seat on the rocket ship. Do you want it or not? And the answer was absolutely. I tell you what, because uh, you know, every week it's a must listen for the people in our team to listen to Entree Leadership, your podcast. Every week it's our it's our way we grow, and and I have absolutely been fascinated. And then you get an opportunity to do radio. I had no idea you ever wanted to do radio, right? Because you never talk about yourself. You know, you're just fabulous friend and guest. And so all of a sudden, then I I'm out driving one day and I hear. <laughs> your thing and i said my man can and i'm telling you i i froze driving because i couldn't the way you were coaching people was absolutely world class how did you ever evolve into a show that would basically coach people in basically what you believe in every day yeah yeah well it's it kind of crescendos right off of that last answer that in my time here i did what i just told yep. uh, your audience i knew my role i accepted my role and i maximized my role and i grew with trust and credibility within the organization and i did what they asked of me and i did it way better than they thought and uh, had a great attitude with it and, and so that dave dave and i were on a trip in texas one time he said hey tell me if, if you were going to be a personality tomorrow What's your vision? What's the business plan? What do you want to do? And I shared it with him, and he loved it. And so that began a series of conversations. 
And so what happened was, uh, unbeknownst to me, I was in the preparation process of building out that content in the model. And out of nowhere, uh, I got a call one day. In fact, I was in Orlando at Disney World with my wife and kids. And <laughs> my leader called me and said, hey, are you sitting down? You're going to want to sit down. I said, great. So I sat down. I knew it was good news. I had no idea what he was going to say. He said, now, look, this could happen quickly or it might not happen at all. But you need to know what's going on. Sirius XM has been talking to RVP Radio uh, about a Ramsey network on Sirius XM. And one of the things that would be part of that is you would have a live show doing what you want to do, which is helping people discover what they were created to do and how to get there. And I, Brenda, I got to tell you, I, I about fell over. Sure. And I said, great. But the reason I share the little bit of the backstory here is because. I had been working on this methodology and, and obviously borrowed it from people that inspired me and felt sure. really good about the connection to my own story. But I had never gone on the radio and actually taken a live call about this type of stuff. Now, I could coach anybody one-to-one -one and had been doing that for years, uh, just kind of just on a personal level. But what's crazy is that Dave Ramsey trusted me, gave me a show on Sirius XM, and, and you know, what you were hearing was just me applying what I had worked on behind the scenes, chopping wood for months and months and months, based on nine year, a seven-year journey at that time, uh, actually a nine-year journey at that time, to get where I was in that moment. And all I did, Brendan, was take what I had done for years, honing my ability to ask good questions of guests. And I just ask questions of the callers. They call in. They say, Ken, I don't think I know what I want to do. And I know they do know what they want to do. They just don't know how to articulate it or they've never actually, you know, been honest with themselves and looked at a construct of let's look at what you do best, talent, and what you love to do most, passion. And when we identify both of those lists, we're going to find all kinds of clues. And so I just started it. And Dave, in his unbelievable wisdom, or he's just straight up crazy allowed me to do it. And, uh, you know, I'm much better today, two years in than I was then, but right out of the gate, um, I just used my ability to ask questions, my ability to listen, which I honed doing interviews for years. And then I've got a natural gift of discernment. So I'm able to hear things and, and, and see things, uh, just by talking to people and asking deep questions that cut kind of like a scalpel. And, uh, that's how we got there. And that's the joy of my life. I, I love coaching people. So I'm one part coach, one part counselor, and one part cheerleader on the show. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's really what I am. And, uh, and so uh, it, it's just something that I'm just naturally gifted at, but I've worked at. And behind the scenes for years, I was preparing for this so that when the moment came for me to go live on the air and talk to somebody, I knew what to ask. I knew what to look for because I'm teaching what I've lived. So it's not somebody else's philosophy. It's not somebody else's playbook. This is the offense that I run because that's what I ran, and I know it works. And we're going to coach it my way, and it's my system. And, and so it's just been uh, an amazing, amazing uh, process. Let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. 
Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind in the basketball shooting machine industry that enables players and coaches to stay connected, design and upload training exercises, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is, without question, the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. Don't forget to mention Coaching You and receive $300 off on your next Dr. Dish purchase. That's right. Mention Coaching You or the podcast and get $300 off your Dr. Dish. You, you adopted the, a mindset and also your confidence has grown so much well, frankly, because you keep having success, and I think that's the key to anyone's confidence. But you basically really took on this proximity mindset. How does one do that? Yeah, the proximity mindset is 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 this idea of I'm constantly scanning. It's like I've got this antenna up, uh-huh. and I'm constantly looking for people that are doing what I want to do well, or people that are doing what I'm doing, and who are and how are they doing it, and what makes them good. And you want to you want to you know truly become like this human sponge. And the proximity mindset is that I'm not getting to a point of success that I no longer need to learn. See, I learned this from Coach K. Well, the first time I ever did an interview was Coach K, which is a crazy story that that's where you start. But uh, I remember Coach telling me that every offseason he calls younger coaches uh, or just other coaches, period, that he notices and that he's admiring what they're doing. And uh, he'll just surprise them and uh, call them up say, hey. Uh, I want to know about this. How do you run this defense? Or, or, you know, what are you doing? You took a bunch of transfers from JUCO and you melded them into a great team. How'd you do it? And whatever the issue is that he's admiring, that he sees, and he's constantly learning. Pat Summit told me the same thing in an interview, that she spent time with the legendary Don Meyer every year. You know, a guy who was mm-hmm. a small college coach right in her, right here in Nashville in her backyard for many years and, and then went on. But, you know, these, these great leaders, Bill Belichick does this, you know. Uh, they're always learning. They're not complacent. And so my confidence comes, Brendan, from a couple things. Number one, I'm super clear about what it is that I believe and mm-hmm. what I want to do. So if I'm translating this to your audience, to coaches, yeah, you know, you're a new coach taking over a program. You've got to get as clear as possible about what your message is. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't adjust along the way. Of course you adjust, but you need to be always clear, always assessing every season, mid-season, whatever you need to do. What's my message? What's our system? What am I trying to teach these young men or women? you got to be very clear on what it is that you believe and how you're going to get it across. So for my methodology, my methodology is, is pretty darn clear. I can adjust it from time to time, but I'll tell you what's absolutely crystal clear and will never change is my philosophy. So your philosophy feeds your methodology. And so I'm super clear on that. So that gives me confidence just to every day stick with what I know is a sound tried and true philosophy. And then, you know, I'm testing the methodology out from time to time, but I'm really, really clear. And so the clarity gives confidence. And then here's the third C. Because I've got clarity, I'm confident. And confidence leads to courage, Mm -hmm. to keep forging forward. 
And, uh, you know, some of you coaches out there, you're going, man, I, I'm pretty clear and, and I'm confident that it works, but it, it's not working like I want it to yet. Well, that's where courage comes in to stay the course. Retreat back to clarity. Are you clear? If you're not clear, that's your problem. But if you're clear, then you have to have the confidence in that clarity and then just stay with it. And to me, that's what feeds courage. And then the last thing is, is that, you know, right now I'm getting so many cuts at the plate. Uh, you know, I got a live show every day and there's just nothing better. So if you're a guy who's trying to work his way up in coaching, I'd be taking every offseason coaching opportunity possible. Coach a wiffle ball league, coach church <laughs> league. I don't care. Coach, coach, coach and coach like it's, you know, the final four yeah, uh, or the NBA finals, because I think that that the cuts at the plate also do a tremendous amount of preparation for you. And I've said this before, coach, I believe that relentless preparation leads to reflexive performance. And so the amount of preparation that I've done on the psychology behind the human uh, brain, how we react to fear, doubt, and pride, all the things I'm reading all that stuff all the time. I'm an amateur psychologist right now. And that preparation that is relentless when I'm on the phone live on a radio show, it leads to reflexive performance. I'm not thinking about it. I know exactly what's going on. I hear it. I've identified it. I know why it's there and I know what the fix is. So that's a big part of it as well. You know, I think, uh, you know, you know, you mentioned in the beginning and I've heard this on other podcasts that you've done is that, you know, here, you know, and, uh, you know, put, put your humble listening ears on, but you know, you're one of the most successful people in business now, but you did that after dropping out of school, basically, was it one yep. semester, one year at, you know, uh, school basically, you know, and yeah, it, just I did to three show you, years and, yeah. then, and then it was time to move on to, to the political world. And I left early to do that. Yeah. And so, and what I, I, I is important there is we both know, and I have very strong philosophies on that, you know, is that, you know, you know, frankly, college is not where it's at if you really want to learn uh, as much as you can. You go to, you go to any of your uh, Entree Leadership Summit or anything, you might learn more in that in four days than you might if you did an MBA at Harvard, for crying out loud. That's right. You know, I'm being that's honest. Right. I mean, that's where learning is at, online learning and stuff. But every day, your classroom, your, uh, you know, lab, you know, is just going into, you know, to Dave Ramsey Company and th think about it. How many people work there? This is absolutely staggering to me. At, at yeah, your... we're at uh, 920 or some crazy number like that now. And everyone has a role on their team, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you we have what we call key results areas. And so everybody in their role has a one-pager that they've signed and their leader has signed, and we call it KRA. And these are your key results. So that idea of being super clear on what's expected of you, everybody around here knows it. How about that? And so every day you have the responsibility now in your position where you're mentoring people, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, no, not by, you know, Dave said, hey, I need you to do this. No, this is what comes out of your DNA, uh, you know, naturally, because you someone did it to you one day. Talk about how that mentoring is such an important part of the proximity principle. 
Yeah, it's super huge for anybody that wants to make a lasting difference. You want to be successful. You're not going to do it on your own. I think you all get that as you're listening. But the role of a mentor is massive. And I talk about it's one of the five people in the book, the proximity principle mm-hmm. that you need to be in proximity to. But the reason that, that I think the mentor is so valuable is the mentor is somebody who can speak to us in a completely different way frame of mind or through a different perspective than anybody else. And the reason is, is a mentor needs to be somebody that is on some level older than you and more experienced than you and somebody that you look up to and respect because those two factors right there change your entire countenance when you're around them. They change your posture, if you will, because when you're around them, there's massive respect. It'd be like me sitting with you. You know, there's so much respect there because of what you've done. You've gone before me, different industry. Yes. But the respect level is still there. And a mentor is somebody that those two things exist. And then the, the last piece is they, there's a personal or at least a close enough relationship there to where they are willing to invest into you. And the investment is they will be very honest with you. They'll call you out on your crap. They'll tell you when you're acting like an insecure punk or, you know, you're just, you're, you're, you're being scared. There's nothing to be scared of. And they do it in a way that's loving but very honest and they can speak from their own experience and you're going to listen to their point of view because of those previous factors. So they, they're going to do many things. They're going to lift you when you need to be lifted. They're going to challenge you when you need to be challenged. They're going to hold you accountable. You know, Hey, are you doing the things that you're supposed to be doing? Because if you're not seeing results, let's, let's why they're going to dig in, but it's all within the context of, they care deeply about you. They've agreed to be this sage for you, this wise person that you can call. And I can't tell you how many times, Brendan, I needed to make a phone call and was able to make a phone call mm-hmm. on this journey where I thought I had lost my mind, that I was delusional, that I was somehow hurting my family because I wasn't making as, as much money as I could if I stayed in the private sector and in the business world and blah, 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 all that stuff. And one phone call to a mentor, and my mentor was going, hey, what are you in the dumps about? You're doing some great stuff. you got tons of momentum. Hang in there, man. Relax. Why don't you actually eat what you want to cook for people? You know, and it's like one of those, like that comment right there, I'll never forget. There was a guy named Don out of Houston, Texas. I was in my driveway, and I was like a human Eeyore. (laughs) And in that one statement, that one statement, he did two things. Number one, he lifted me and he challenged me in the same statement. He was like, dude, you've done some good things. You've got some good things working. Hey, why don't you eat what you want to cook for other people? And boy, you want to talk about being convicted. Like, whoa, boy, you're right. I want to help other people stay the course and I'm not willing to stay the course. You know, it's that kind of stuff. And, and, and only somebody that you respect relationally and professionally can get away with that kind of truth telling. And this is really important because uh, this is one of the key things that I pulled out of proximity principle uh, because I I loved every step of it. But now, you know, I mean, humble, humble brag type of thing. I'm fairly accomplished. I've been doing this for 45 plus years. Uh, I've got a huge company influencing thousands and thousands of people all over the world. But you know what? I got to confess to you guys, I've got five or six coaches and mentors I and I'm looking for more because I need to keep growing. How many do you have? Me personally? Yeah. 
Oh, I'm, I would say it's probably eight or nine. Yeah. And I just met with a guy yesterday in, in Franklin here who's a world-renowned professional coach of CEOs. Wow. And he agreed to meet with me uh, once or twice every six, eight weeks because he's actually a professional in the world that I'm I'm in instead of doing it with callers, he's doing it with, you know, CEOs of fortune 100 companies. And he said, what do you want from me? I said, I want you to challenge me professionally. Think about what book I need to read. Listen to my calls every once in a while and say, Hey, uh, I think you missed something here. You know, whatever. I just want this guy to keep me sharp in the space of coaching people because Brendan, I got to have my bucket full if I'm going to pour myself out every day. Exactly. And that's my, that's my point. If you don't just be, if you make it, don't think you've arrived. It's only temporary. You got to yeah. do it every single day. And let me say this too. This is important. Of the eight to nine folks, it's about eight. It will be nine. But I have them in different areas of my life, and I want to yes. point this out yeah, because good. these coaches are also husbands. They're also dads. So I've got different mentors. I've got I've got guys that will speak into my life and fatherhood. Uh, a guy mm-hmm. named David who I meet with regularly and he's all about good dads. He's got a great dad podcast. And so he and I talk about fatherhood. If I screw up or I feel like <laughs> I'm just insecure in an area of, of my fatherhood role, he's there. Uh, I've got a guy that I've leaned in for years on my marriage. Uh, you know, and so find, you know, you're not a one dimensional leader. Yeah. And so, you know, don't, don't forget that you got these other areas of your life and having a mentor in some of these specific areas can be life giving. You know, I think uh, you, you made me pause there, and you, you, um, I took reflection quickly, and I said, you know what, I think I might have only one in basketball, maybe one, and I think everyone else is filling those other gaps. I think it's yep. so important. If you had to leave one thought with our listeners of in going forward to achieve their goal and achieve their thing in the world of influence and greatness, what would it be, Ken? Yeah, I'll take a page from the book because we've talked about proximity, and of course, it's so powerful. So, no matter where you are on the coaching level, you know, if proximity positions you where you need to be and propels you to where you need to be. But I'm going to tell you about one of the key people that everybody needs to take an assessment of. And if you want to max out and be the best coach, the best leader, the best man, the best woman that you could possibly be, you better look really closely at your peers, professional peers. And then personal peers. Uh, I call them environmental peers in the book. You know, the idea of you're hanging mm-hmm. out with people, you know, kind of just as a nature of the job and the industry. When you're going to these camps in the summer, you're on the recruiting trail. Who are you hanging out with? Jim Rohn, the legendary personal growth expert, said you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Ooh. So, you know, I'm going to tell you something. You want to see your lid? You want to see what your potential is being held up by it's the five people you're spending the most time with. So on a personal level, you know, when you and your wife are in the off season or date night, you're going out with other couples. Is it a couple that, that you both look at and go, we'd love to, to be like them or they're, they're striving. They're getting after it. They're the right type of people. Uh, when I'm hanging out with guys on the trail or I'm hanging out with just guys at home or other coaches, you know, who am I spending the most time with? And I think that your success well, we know this from a Harvard study, 79 years of this study, they've come up with the same conclusion every year that 95% of your professional success is based on the people you're hanging out with. So your success or failure 
is almost largely completely focused on who you're spending time with. And I'm going to tell you something. You're looking for a breakthrough. Why am I not getting the breakthrough? You may not be hanging around the right people. And I would tell even coaches at a high level, you better be paying attention. Because if you want to be long, you want to be in the longevity game and leave a legacy, the people you're hanging out with are your lit. My brother, that is so powerful. The proximity principle, number one, Wall Street Journal. I'm so proud to say that, my friend. Uh, <laughs> can people that don't have the book uh, tell us where we can get it? Yeah, you can get it at KenColeman.com or wherever books are sold, whatever your favorite book outlet is. It's everywhere. And uh, Brendan, this is a supreme honor. Such a big fan of the game of basketball and what you're doing to help the game grow internationally and growing leaders is, is really special. So uh, this is a high honor to be a part of this. Well, my friend, I am so proud of you and you're just beginning. That's the great part of it. And I'm so, so excited for you and for all our listeners coaching you. This is maybe one of the best things we've ever come across as far as trying to really get we're about career helping your career <laughs> trust me this might have been one of the best things you ever heard ken brother thank you so much thanks coach ken coleman wow uh, i'm telling you proximity principle this number one best-selling book is uh, chuck Taylor used to tell me all the time he'd, he'd come and say hey you gotta read this book and i'd say what's the book he said oh, good to great by jim collins I said, it's a business book. He said, no, no, it's a coaching book. I said, no, Chuck, it's a business book. He said, no, this book was written for coaches. And what he did is he took the principles of the business book and applied them to coaching. I want you to take the principles of this incredible book, and it will change your career. Even if you're at the top of it, it'll take you even to another level. There are a lot of guys that I'm thinking of directly that have practiced this, except they didn't know it was the proximity principle. Trust me. As a young coach, starting out, if you're just on your rise, keep going, okay? Because this will really give you clarity, intentionality in what you're doing. Hey, a reminder, Coaching You Live VIP event, July 8 and 9 in Las Vegas. A few spots left. Make sure you register. World-class speakers. Remember, $375 in videos alone pays for the entire cost of the deal. We got meals for you. We got Coaching You Dry Fit t-shirt. We have a Coaching You notebook for you. Incredible networking uh, coaching opportunities for you. It's a fabulous opportunity. Courtside seating to learn from the best. Look forward to seeing you there. And again, uh, I loved our guest today. It was fabulous. Ken Coleman is world-class. The proximity principle. So until next week, this is the coach, Brendan Sir. 